Sport on RTE Radio 1. And Darren is back with Sport now. Ah, good morning, Mary. And we start with some very sad news, I'm afraid, this morning. Liam Kearns, the Offaly football manager, has passed away suddenly at the age of just 61. Originally from Kerry, but based in Limerick, very popular figure within the game, managed Limerick, Leash and Tipperary before taking over that Offaly job last August. The Offaly chair, Michael Dignan, joins me on the line now. Michael, condolences to you and everyone in Offaly GA this morning. How is everyone doing? Um... <clears throat> Look, Darren, we're 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 in deep shock, I suppose. Um, but I suppose before I say anything else, could we just pass on um, our condolences um, to Angela, his wife Angela, and his daughters Laura and Rachel, and his family and close friends. Um, you know, whatever we're feeling is nothing compared to what they're feeling this morning. So um, we're 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 devastated here, and and they're devastated. We spoke. I spoke to Laura a couple of times last night, and they just can't believe it. Um, he was up training with us yesterday in great form. Um, he was never looking as well. He'd lost a couple of stone and weight. He was training himself and he was dieting and looking after himself so well. And it's just just hard to believe, Darren. Hugely popular figure, as I said. I think anyone that crossed his path would have told you he was an absolute gentleman, but a perfectionist and, and an ambitious man as well. What attracted you to him that wanted to bring him into the Offaly job? Um, look, I'd, I'd known of him. And like you said, admired him from a distance. Did a great job he'd done. Um, with, you know, he was with Leash and Limerick and Tipperary, but he'd done a massive job with limited resources, maybe at times playing resources, maybe, and, um, you know, had some great success. And just from the first time I met him, he drove up to the Fairfield Fields to meet me maybe last July, and the minute I met him, I knew he was the right man for the job. Um, straight talker, he knew his football, he was very organised, um, as you say, ambitious. He had retired from the Guards as Sergeant of the Gardaí, and, you know, he said something to me, he said, I want to get this right, he said, because this is going to be my last job. And, you know, we didn't think it was going to end like this. So, um, you know, he just he, he just had a great ambition for off, great love the way he settled in. And um, I'm really upset for our players. He, he had developed a great relationship with, with he, he had assembled a top backroom team, but he had developed a great relationship with our players. I spoke to Declan Hogan, our captain last night, Anton Sullivan, and the lads are, you know, just the respect that we all had for him. And we, we were down nine or ten players this year. Um, for different reasons, injuries, lads travelling, a couple of retirements, key players, and he just got on with it and he had huge plans for Offaly. And, um, you know, one, one of the lads texted me last night, Rory McNamee, and he just said he had the dressing room in the chokehold since he took over. And I think that just speaks, you know, that says it all, really. Michael Dignan, thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. Very sad news. We extend our deepest sympathies to Angela and the two girls and the rest of the family and friends. Michael Dignan, thank you for joining us. In rugby, Ireland beat Scotland 22-7 in the Six Nations. It's four wins from four for the Irish squad and it's a tilt at the Grand Slam next weekend when we host England. Now, we lost a third of our team through injury in that match. Uh, all key players uh, included two of our hookers, so it meant Josh van der Fleer was taking line-outs and prop Keane Healy had to play it Number two in the scrum, well, Bernard Jackman, a man who knows all about the hooker position, joins me now. Uh, Bernard, can you put into perspective just what they achieved with two-thirds of their team yesterday? Well, look, it, was, it was incredible, and um, I think Andy Farrell, in terms of prep for the World Cup, where obviously games come hot and heavy and you can't have injuries and uh, things go against you, it was an unbelievable uh, preparation to come out the other side of it. I think it showed... The calmness and the um, adaptability of this Irish team. I mean, Scotland put in a brilliant first half performance and 8-7 and down at halftime. Given what was happening to Ireland in terms of those injuries, three key players going up within the first 20 minutes for the pack, it really should have been Scotland's game. And they 
they just stuttered. They couldn't handle it. They lost their composure, whereas Ireland, despite everything going wrong, just stayed on task, picked, tactically made really good decisions, you know, shortened up the line out, went to the front, Josh interfered through really well. Keen Healy stepped in at hooker, which, um, you know, if he hadn't been able to go in at hooker, we would have had to go on contested scrums. So we would have went down to 14, uh, which would have Could been... Could you just explain that for our listeners, Bernard? Yeah, so basically on the team sheet before the game, um, the team manager will tick... Uh, all the boxes um, required in terms of what positions front rows can play. So Keane Healy started off his career and had 10 or 11 years as, as an outstanding loose head only. So he normally would have been just a loose head. But two or three, two and a half years ago, he started to play around a little bit of playing a tight head. So suddenly then they can tick the box that he's a tight head on the street as a replacement. But also he's willing and has practiced a little bit at hooker. So effectively what that meant was we effectively had three hookers uh, in the match day 23. So when our first two got injured, Keane Healy was able to come on and play in that position. If he hadn't have had that box ticked or been able to play in that position, which not many props are, we would have had to drop a man and go to uncontested. And actually, the scrum with Keane Healy at the centre of it won a couple of key penalties that actually helped us win the game. So, phenomenal. Josh Renner-Fleer obviously practices strong because during a game for Leinster or Ireland, if the hooker had been sin-binned and there hasn't been a scrum, teams won't be able to get a hooker on the field. Um, so, Josh Renner-Fleer may have been prep to, do, to throw one line out you know, during that 10-minute period or maximum two. But to go and throw for 40 minutes and throw quite well, um, yeah, he, he's, he's world player of the year at, at open side. And um, <laughs> if he ever wanted to convert, he won't want to do it. He, uh, it's too glamorous being an open side. But um, you know, he, he showed yesterday that he can throw. And, and, and for players like me who, who struggle to master the art of throwing, uh, he made us feel very small <laughs> yesterday when, when in, in front of whatever, 60,000, 70,000 people, in the pressure, he's hitting his man. So, um, yeah. Yeah, look, it's, it's incredible. And um, we were going, we were pulling away at the end, um, which was massive, Darren, for the, for, the, for the Grand Slam, but it's also massive for the World Cup because I don't know what everyone else is thinking, but for the first 40 minutes yesterday, I'm, I'm looking at Scotland going, wow, we got to play Scotland and South Africa in, in the World Cup. And um, I think the way we won in the end will have sent, a, will, have, will have created a real psychological blow um, to Scotland for mm. us. Bernard, great talking to you as always. Roll on Saturday. I want to finish this morning with one of the moments of the weekend on Saturday night. Uh, Rasidat Adelecki claimed a silver medal at the NCAA Championships in the US, the 400 metre final in Albuquerque. She was running for University of Texas. Denied a gold medal by Britton Wilson, who's the second fastest indoor time in the history in this particular event. Three-time Olympian, former world champion, Dora Vlorica, has just been putting it all into perspective for me. Saturday night, I found myself uh, sitting in bed at my laptop watching Rashida Adelecki attempting to win the American Collegiate Championships in a sprint event, which has never, ever been done by an Irish athlete. And she came incredibly close. She came second in that, ran one of the fastest times in history, over 400 metres. And the girl that actually just beat her ran the second fastest time in history and went under the old world record. So for Rashida not to become the American Collegiate Champion took someone running pretty much an old world record. So it was a phenomenal run for where she is, you know, in her career. And just absolutely, it was absolutely incredible to see. And, you know, it, it's funny, you'd love her to have won it. It's still pretty historic that she got on the podium because no Irish sprinter has ever gotten on the podium in NCAA. So, but maybe it's not the worst thing. Maybe it reduces the pressure a tiny amount for where she is right now. Well, we've been talking about it for the last couple of years, but now maybe the international <laughs> audience is, is taking note. How good do you think she can get? Yeah, I, what Rashid is doing at the moment, it's within an American collegiate system. But actually, to put it into context, 
it's a like it's a globally brilliant performance. So if she was competing, say, at the European Championship last weekend, she would have been on the podium. If she was at a World Indoor Championship, she'd be on a podium. So it just so happens that she's doing it right now within the college context. But we have a World Outdoors that she'll be running in in August. I think she'll absolutely be in the final in that. And I think it's going to be very hard to keep her off a podium. And that like that's a big prediction because getting on a podium in a sprint event globally is is absolutely amazing. And I, I think she'll push, I think she'll push really, really close to that. So considering that's in August and then you're one year out from the Paris Olympic Games, it's it's very, very interesting. Exciting times as well. That's your sport for now.